0: Senior Two Views is back on the air as we speak. It is Tuesday, twenty-third of January, two thousand twenty-four. It's episode one hundred seventy-eight. Let's get started and review in review a very exciting divisional round. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna start with probably, you know, a feel-good story. The Detroit Lions had a chance to now, you know, host a second. Playoff game. Not just one, a second one. So, you know, Eminem would have been there and the rest of them. Yeah. And they prevailed. Yep. They beat the Buccaneers. Uh, Was it 34 26, I believe? Something like that.
1: It did look a little shaky at times, Mm. but they got it done. And we're living in a world where the Detroit Lions are hosting an NFC championship 31, 23, game. 3123. Sorry about that. Yeah. We are living in a world where the Detroit Lions are hosting an NFC championship game. They're not hosting.
0: Game. They're going on the
1: road. Oh, not hosting. Sorry. They're but they're the in an NFC championship game, we'll talk which about is more that, than I man. can say for the Cowboys in the last 28 years.
0: Yes. Um so look, I think that I think you can take some things out of the game. Um for Detroit, they had to assert themselves with the run they did. Uh, with the mixture of, of of Montgomery and Gibbs, you know the the smash and and then the speed. Uh, Jared Goff played very well. Amon Ross St. Brown is is a marvel at the wide receiver. He's a tough tough receiver.
1: Jameson Williams so, had a James good Williams game Williams as well. Yeah, Jameson well. Williams had a great game. Um, but I think the the part of the Detroit offense that you're really neglecting is their excellent homegrown offensive line. Yeah. Frank Ragnow is easily one of the best centers in football. He's hurt he was hurt most of the he game. Was hurt he was playing hurt most and of the game. he absolutely slogged through snaps against a demon in Vita Vea yeah. in the interior line. Yeah. The rest of that line did a fantastic job he, yeah, Panesules yeah. a monster, Taylor Decker's really good. They they did a great job at keeping get Jared Goff clean.
0: Yeah, and that was that was important, right? Cuz I mean I think overall, if you look at the the, the total, they allowed two sacks. Uh, Detroit got to Baker Mayfield more. So on the on the Tampa Bay side, look. Despite the fact that Tampa Bay had many opportunities, those couple of drop passes there during the game, uh, Baker Mayfield played well. I think there was a couple plays there that turned the game. You know, obviously the the pick late in the game, which kind of sealed it. I think so.
1: Despite all of that, yeah, despite Baker's struggles, <laughs> I think he has done enough to earn the starting job for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year, yeah, I think he has
0: he's on a year contract, so I, I would think that they would be silly to decide to go go in a separate way i don't i don't I think it is he's earned the right, he played very well, and like I said, despite the two picks, so there was one pick early in the game, which is a tip anyway, uh that I believe Mike Evans couldn't hold on to, and then the last one, of course, was in desperation time, so you know, the, the Detroit did enough to keep uh, Tampa Bay's offense at bay, and, and they move on. And they will play the 49ers in the championship, which we'll talk about later. Okay? Yes. So yes. the next game we want to look at um, is the Baltimore Ravens doing what they had to do uh, to pretty much send C.J. Shroud and the Texans home.
1: Um, let me say this first. Lamar Jackson absolutely needed this type of performance. People have been talking about his playoff performances, and rightly so. He's been poor in the playoffs at times. He absolutely needed this performance badly. He needed this win for his overall legacy. Now they have eyes on the real prize. But the Ravens as a whole were a really good unit. Their receiving core is finally good under Lamar Jackson for the first time ever. Uh, Their run game was solid. Obviously, Lamar being the featured runner, uh, he ran for, <laughs> ran for 100 yards, I believe, off 11 carries mm-hmm. and got the two touchdowns off of it. Um, and then you had the, the Baltimore defense, which without Marlon Humphrey in the first half, it looked a little shaky, but they readjusted, and I think... The reason why they've been able to readjust so quickly is because their linebacker room is really good. Mm-hmm. Roquan Smith, yeah. he's a beast. Yeah. Patrick Queen has um, had his struggles since being drafted as a first-round pick into this organization, but he slowly improved year on year, and he's been uh, easily a good secondary option in that linebacker room. And they really allow... In the second level to, to cover for the secondary, which is a good unit, by the way, even without Marlon Humphrey.
0: Yeah. So, for the Texans, look. They didn't get the rushing they got against Cleveland, clearly. No. They only rushed for 38 yards. Um, CJ Shroud was under pressure during the game. I'm just looking at the total. Slack. Like, he didn't get sacked. Uh, well, I mean, he, he, well, I think they got sacked. Three, he got sacked zero times, but... There's a difference in the game because you can tell that he was under pressure. So he was getting pressured a lot more than in Cleveland. Yes. Um I believe that you know, overall Also
1: the penalties were an issue. Oh, the penalties the, destroyed the them. Penalties, the false starts were just ridiculous. The, the they had
0: 11, 11 penalties for seventy yards. That'll kill that'll kill drives, and they yeah, killed a lot of their drives. The penalties right. for the horrible. Texans were they weren't ready were for really they, were, badly. they weren't ready for the noise. I think it was a very loud play, but they just couldn't hear each other and yeah, that was causing a lot of well. False that's starts.
1: that's playoffs for you. Yeah. you have to be able if you're not at home, you got to deal with that type of environment.
0: Yeah, and overall, I mean, I think. Looking well, at look, the, the yeah.
1: Texans have nothing to be ashamed of. Of course, they've not. got themselves a potentially generational QB in CJ Stroud. They've got playmakers on the defensive side of the ball in Will Anderson and Derek Stingley. Yep. Yeah. They've also got a really good left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. Yep. They've got themselves two really dynamite receivers in Nico Collins and Tank Dell once he gets back healthy. Mm-hmm. They've got they've still got some work to do to build up this That's team. That's always going to be but team. But it's bright. Yep. The future is very bright.
0: Yes. And as for the Ravens, look, they did what they had to do to win. Yes. They ran all over the shop, and now they will uh, host uh, an AFC Championship game. This is the ultimate test because we will move on to the next game and they will play the Chiefs who I absolutely thought in my head had didn't I didn't think I thought this game was going to be close Chiefs Bills always is close and it was as close as advertised but the Chiefs on the road I thought my home's on the road this might be a a loss didn't happen they pulled off the victory but it was it was I was looking for overtime; it didn't happen. If
1: I was a Buffalo Bills fan right now, I'd be—I wouldn't leave my room.
0: You tell them wide right. Ooh, the two words no Bills fan. Wide,
1: wide right ele- electric boogaloo. Ever we got wide right redux. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh! Like how wow. painful must it be for Bills fans? I'm genuine. I genuinely feel sorry for those folks in Western New York. I really do because. The amount of crap they've had to put up with with this team and the playoffs over the decades mm-hmm. is just has to be seen to be believed. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. It can scarcely be believed even after being seen. But on the game, Josh Allen had a good performance. Mm-hmm. He he is not mm-hmm. to blame in this situation. And I don't I don't even think you can blame all that much. I really don't.
0: Well, I think both teams were just back and forth in the begin. Like you know, there was another lead change here, another lead change there. The the they stayed with it. But I will say this: I think the play calling down the end of the game is what doomed Buffalo, in my opinion. Uh, they got lucky. They got lucky not once but twice. Okay, fourth quarter there was there was a there was uh, there was the attempted fake punt. With 4th and 5, which was really dangerous because you're giving Mahomes a short field. And despite that, they got lucky. Why? Because the Chiefs, Nicole Hardman fumbled, and it led to a touchback. They got lucky because they would have been down 10. And that game's over, right? Yeah. Second time, again, in the fourth quarter as they're marching down the field. They have Allen running again. He hits the ground. He fumbles. And a Bills player recovers it. If the Chiefs recovered at that point, game over. Yeah. So the Bills were given two lucky chances to at least tie the game. And unfortunately, yeah.
1: Brandon Bass. It was Kyler. I, mean, I think it's it, Kyler Bass. It's
0: uh, Kyler, Bass. Bass. It's Kyler Bass. But the
1: fact that he was perfect in the playoffs and then that happens is just. It's so it's so gut wrenching. But uh, honestly. Tyler Bass. Uh, Tyler Bass. But honestly, on the Chiefs, I, I really. I don't really think this said that much for them. I think it did because I, mean, I they, will say They gritted
0: through. No, that, a, a, look. Look,
1: I'll give them all the credit for going into a raucous Buffalo Bills environment no, with it. those I fans. Will, I
0: will give it to them. I will tell you this. Look, Mahomes wasn't great. But he didn't have to do much. He didn't know. I mean, the two
1: passes. And, maybe, t- and look, maybe, the, maybe that's why I'm I'm being a little Yeah, but late. he didn't
0: have to do it all. And that's okay. This is a different kind of Chiefs team going in the playoffs, as we've seen. Their defense really put the vice grip on the Bills late in the game. Yeah. Really did. Yeah. And so, you had Mahomes, who only passed for 215. The two touchdowns, no picks. Two touchdowns to Kelsey. Kelsey had a better game than he had in the last couple weeks, right? Pacheco didn't play the last time. Pacheco is really last good. Last time they played each other, Pacheco wasn't playing. He had 97 yards. And let me tell you, 11 yards late in the game to put the game away were important. Yeah. The Bills had to stop the Chiefs from, from milking the clock, and they couldn't. And so now, I'm you know, this this i going to give them the due. I really hey,
1: will. But if you're Buffalo, what do you do now? What do you change? Because, like, the this is now the... The third straight time they've lost in the divisional round. Yeah, something has to give. Is is McDermott done as the head coach?
0: I, I don't know. I I would be surprised if he's done. Really? I mean I mean, is it is it about the coach or is it about the players? I don't know. Well, some they were banged up on defense. I know there's no excuse, but they were really they were really I, short. I on defense.
1: I'm not trying to hear it about from anybody, including you, about. Well, I know, I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I know. I am just saying, I know. That's what
0: they now just kept saying. Uh, I know, but I am not Tim Nance and Joe Tony Roman kept saying. Tim Nance kept saying, Tony Roman kept saying the same thing. I know, thing.
1: but I am not trying to hear it about know. Matt Milano. I am not trying to hear it about Tre'Davious White. They kept it close. They had chances to win. Speaking of which, people saying that the the fumble uh, in the ends out of the end zone for a touchback rule is stupid. I uh, stop it that's a good rule you should leave it allow defenders to defend if well, you fumble in the end zone and it goes out there's a measure of risk and punishment that should come with that
0: right but it's it, it's not a stupid call it's just one of those things that doesn't happen very often it just happened to hap- happen to occur during a very important drive that the chiefs would have, like I said, if they scored there, the game's over. We're not having a conversation. Don't
1: change the rule. Of course Keep it. they will change it. It's, no, I've heard discussions uh, that they're thinking on. about changing it. No. Do not change it. Okay. It's a good rule that rarely ever happens, and when it does happen, there's some punishment that comes with it because the offensive team should be able to convert on their chances and the defense should be benefited from uh, forcing them to fumble.
0: All right, so we move on to the last game of the division round. Where, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. The 49ers dodged a major, major bullet. Oh, yeah. Getting away with a win. Because for the most part in the whole game, they didn't... I mean, Purdy was taking the glove off. He's putting the glove on. It's too wet. And then Debo was on. Debo Samuel was in street clothes. That was a concern for 49ers fans. A lot of things had didn't really seem to be clicking. But the 49ers pulled out the victory, barely... 24-21 uh, 20, over the Packers. Um, yeah, the missed, field goal by, the, missed, the missed field goal by Carlson, which would have put them up by seven, comes back to haunt them. And, and you know, yeah. the kicking really, that had to happen because then that would have forced the Niners the to have to tie the game, let alone win the game.
1: Yeah, and when Matt LaFour is saying whenever Anders Carlson went out there, he was just praying, that's not a great sign that you don't, that, that tells me you don't trust no, your of kicker. of course not. But... The 49ers definitely escaped. Mm. They definitely escaped their own uh, screw-ups in that game. Uh, Purdy was extremely inaccurate. Yeah, no, he was off. And this is why I've been saying. He's a good QB. Is he an elite quarterback? Absolutely not. And that's okay. He doesn't have to be elite. Not every quarterback is going to be elite at the NFL level. He's a good quarterback and... Is he an NFL <laughs> he's an NFL caliber quarterback? I think he's a starter at the NFL level. Is he elite? No. Is he an MVP? No. But he look, he game managed, he did what he had to do. Uh the rest of the offense was dropping stuff like flies. Kittle yeah, had yeah, a bad yeah. drop. He
0: also had a touchdown. Yep.
1: He had a touchdown, but yeah, he had a bad drop. McCaffrey played. Well. Um McCaffrey was really the driving force when Debo went out. Yeah. You could tell that they were missing Debo because they had their backup receiver run the exact same play that they usually yeah, yeah, run with yeah. Debo. Yeah. That what jet sweep, I think it is. Yes. So they
0: yeah. Six six penalties for eighty three yards was a lot. They had the Packers played flawless. But I will say this Jordan Love obviously did not have the same performance he had in Dallas. Uh, a really bad interception late in the game. They were trying to march down, I get it. They really just needed to tie the game, right? Yeah. And then he threw the interception, which was he had no reason throwing that ball where he where he did, because he was running to his right and then throwing across his body threw it nowhere off to go. And nowhere to go. So that that shows his inexperience, inexperience in, the in playoffs. The tro- But that's gonna happen. So I mean, they had a chance to really set the table. And if they had beaten the 49ers we'dn't be having this conversation. We'd have another conversation going back to Detroit. Detroit would be able to host the championship, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So we have that, the forty nine ers escaping, and now the stage is set. The two games that are going to happen this weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Now, this is... You talk about... You talk about... This is the moment, right? You talk yes. about Lamar Jackson saying, I'm going to be at this level now. I'm playing... You want to beat the best? You want to be the best? You got to beat the best. In the, words now, of the Rick, best is coming in
1: In the words of Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. Um, with this game, I the Chiefs have been able to... Get away with a scant receiver core uh, these last couple of games in the playoffs. Rasheed Rice has really been their main dude. Yeah, but he was uh, getting hit last night. Yes, you know I'm getting barely getting yes. up yet the other day. Uh, Kelsey also has been kind of up and down. Uh, I believe the Ravens' defense will be coming at Kelsey. They're going to be double theming him down the field mm-hmm. for sure. Um, they're probably going to put a spy in the backfield on Rasheed Rice they're not going to bother with the kadarius tony if he starts uh they might even, they, yeah, they, might, they might not even no no they yeah anyway, so. they might not even bother one's seen him one's seen him since i game anyway they they might not even bother marking uh marquez Valdez scantling all that tight if but he did have a couple of catches in yeah he had a couple catch. of catches but like he's, he's he's it's clear his confidence is shot so you're saying the ravens uh all things considered i'm going to say the ravens it will be close though um considering i think the chiefs Aren't going to lay down. Obviously, they have championship experience. But in the end, I think it's the Ravens' time.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to be a fly in the ointment. I'm going to say that the Chiefs have a chance to win this game. They have a chance. They have a chance. And I think it comes down to two very good kickers. Buckers no slouch. Yeah. Buckers no yeah. slouch. Tucker's a great kicker. T- or there's or levels to it though. So there's, there's I, levels to it. Though. I get T- it.
1: T- Tucker is the greatest kicker ever. I
0: get it. I get it. But Buckers no slouch. But I think this is gonna be it's gonna be a lot closer than people think it's gonna be. I think Mahomes, just like Jackson, has the ability to skate. I think for Lamar it's more engineered. It's kinda like with Josh Allen in the last game. And Mahomes is more of a sort of improvisational running running quarterback rather than a planned one. Yes. And they're gonna have spies for him just like they will have spies for Lamar. Um if the Chiefs can limit the rush and force Lamar to be that unconventional pocket passer, he doesn't want to be. And they have to respect it. That's because right, of course. They have to respect it because yes.
1: in that in that Texans game, he uh, especially in the second half, yeah. he started standing in the pocket yes. more, started throwing out to yeah. his receivers who were running the crossing routes. OBJ was getting hot. Say yeah. Flowers was getting hot. Rashard Bateman was getting on.
0: Yeah. So this will this will be an interesting game. And it doesn't matter about the cold because both teams play cold, so it doesn't matter about Kansas City going to Baltimore. Ooh, it's cold. Kansas City played in the fourth coldest game ever in NFL history, so yeah. oh, forget it. Okay, now. So you're saying I'm going to say the Chiefs will win. barely. It'll be close. I'm okay. going to just flip the script. Okay. So 49ers will host the Lions. Look, by all accounts, my heart says Lions. Yeah, you know, it's a feel good story, right? You can't write this stuff. You know, for years, Detroit Lions fans wearing bags over their heads. You know, and an inept, inept franchise. You know, players like you know Barry Sanders saying goodbye at an early age. Megatron. Megatron. Calvin Johnson walking away early at a very early age. You know, all that just is all washed away. And I think
1: all a lot of the credit needs to go to. <coughs> um, uh, I forgot her name, but she is the. She is part it's of Ford. the Ford family, but Ford family but thing. she but um she's come in and she's changed the whole culture of this team. Yeah, because Martha Ford was yes, yeah, she's a passionate fan, but she wasn't really caring that much about it because she was just trying to enjoy whatever time she had left on the earth. Yeah, um, so you don't you can't really blame her for that. But um, and I wasn't seeing much change to begin with with all the clowns running around that organization. Yeah. But uh, this new owner she came in and. She's exercised patience, which the Detroit Lions have not had a lot of the past couple years. They fired Jim Caldwell for not really a whole lot of reasons, and then they brought in Matt Clipboard Patricia.
0: All right, well, forget all that. What we have now is an opportunity for Detroit to really change history in probably the biggest game of their franchise.
1: Absolutely.
0: I will say, though, that because the Niners escaped, and they did escape with the victory— I believe that they're going to be ready for this game. Uh, I'm going to say the Niners are going to win this. I don't think it's. I, I think they'll win by a touchdown, maybe a touchdown and, and, and a field goal. I think it will be closer if it becomes a shootout. Um, only way Detroit wins, right? They have to somehow stop McCaffrey. Good luck, but they also have to be able to have a running game that keeps the offense off the field, and then defensively they're going to have to get after Purdy big time. They have to get in his face and rattle him and then somehow some way keep everybody in front of them. So what's no your, big place.
1: So, what's your prediction?
0: I predict the 49ers win by 10. Ooh, okay. Um see,
1: it's another case of this. I think if the Lions are in any shot of winning it and going to the Super Bowl, they their defense has to has to somehow limit McCaffrey. And Samuels, and Debo, if he's healthy, um, that that defense is going to have the biggest test, of course. They've had oh, in these oh, playoffs like, so far,
0: and this is also this is also a, cha- a a challenge for Ben Johnson and Terry Glenn, two of the highly touted coordinators who, by all accounts, rumors have it, they're both going to be available for, you know job job interviews when the season ends. I'd be ends. shocked
1: if Ben Johnson doesn't not, doesn't get a head coaching right. job this offseason. So but yeah. um I think I think it's gonna be too much for them, especially yeah, that so defense. Too. Uh as well as the offense. That offensive line, I love it. I love their offensive line, but they're gonna have a very tough tall task on their hands, uh trying to protect Goff from Bosa, Young and Warner. All so right. I believe the Niners will win this game.
0: Okay, so we'll wait till next this week, after this weekend, we'll know a full Super Bowl playoff picture. Yes. Okay, now, uh, question to you. Surprised by Mike Tomlin's press conference walk-off. This was on the heels of being asked whether or not he was coming back. I he, don't,
1: uh, he has one year left on his contract. Um, he's already said to his guys that the rumors of him leaving or retiring are bogus. So it's clear he wants to stick around for at least one more year i I don't believe I think he sees the tide with this roster and he set he's saying to himself what am I still doing here this team isn't getting better we're we're not drafting all that well um do I really have to start over with a new quarterback because by all accounts they have to they have to get a new quarterback. Kenny Pickett's not going to be the guy for them moving forward. He's certainly not going to be a franchise guy. Maybe he'll be a backup in the NFL, okay. but um, I I believe I don't think he's I don't know if he's going to retire. This one he, but I think he's definitely looking at this roster and being a little aghast.
0: Well, I would say that he's there for one more season. It's it's he's the third coach in their history. That says that says something about you know the Steelers being sort of that throwback family-owned football team that doesn't like a lot of upheaval and they don't do it. They don't fire coaches left and right. And Mike Tomlin's been doing it for seventeen years. That's a long time. He was thirty-four when he started, and now he's my age. So you know that can that can get to you. But he hasn't had a losing season. and I know you think that's not really a big deal i think it is to be able to to fight in that conference in the central division of the of the afc which is hard, one of the harder divisions in the league to be able to have a winning season each year fair enough there are problems on that roster a lot of, a and lot, they have to address a it.
1: lot of those non-losing seasons have been 8 and 8 9 and okay. 8 well still not a Two. losing
0: season so you can't until until, eight, that, eight un- and one. until that happens then you can stand. You can say you stand. You can stand corrected. But right now you can't. You can look at the numbers and say the numbers don't lie. He hasn't had a losing season, and that says something every single year. And you're putting up with head cases like Antonio, whatever's Antonio facing
1: Antonio Brown. Really? Antonio Brown, really? Was on your
0: team dealing with that crap? All right, let's move on. Next question to me.
1: Moving on here. <laughs> this question to you: What does the decision? To retain Mike McCarthy's say about the Dallas Cowboys,
0: it says to me, and I might be wrong because I've never had a conversation with Jerry Jones. It says to me that Jerry Jones, at eighty-one years old, and I guess it just transcends across age. is ego and vanity still have a part to play in his in his world. I mean, really, he's he's the only look. I mean, say. Of
1: course it He's, does. He
0: is the only. Let me finish. Let me finish. He's the only GM that I know of. The only guy he still has these weekly tele, weekly radio shows where fans are calling up. Look, end of the day, I think he saw it on the. I think he didn't. The idea of Belichick being part of a team would have taken the shine from him because that's what happened in the nineties with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson got all the credit, and Jerry Jones, I, I believe, felt slighted. And that led to them falling out. And he did get a third championship with Barry Switzer, a friend who he could control. So I think he looks at Mike McCarthy saying, he needs me more than I need him. And so that's what's going to happen. And I predict it'll be the same story next season. We all know that's going to happen. There'll be Cowboys fans you know, on, online you know, showing themselves punching in another TV or burning another jersey. But there'll be the same fans running into AT&T Stadium like the rest of the Fools.
1: It's it, it, this this franchise <laughs> that please extend Mike McCarthy for 15 years. Do it. D- Jerry, you know you want to do it. You know you want to. You know you want to transition ownership over to Stephen Jones. Do it. Please. The, the 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 year upon years upon years where this franchise is so Um, Just is so obsessed with vanity And not being at the cutting edge of football Like they once were And not giving a damn about Going to that next level Only caring about appearances It's why you're such a hated franchise It's why you're such a mocked franchise And Cowboys People like to say Oh why do you make fun of Cowboys fans so much Because they enable this crap They enable this garbage Look at the Raiders fans who absolutely wanted Josh McSnake oils out of their franchise and yelled at Mark Davis all the time to get rid of him, and he finally caved. Look at that! You enable this crap out of out of Jerry Jones. You enable this crap out of Stephen Jones to continue this this vain attempt at at appearances. This is why you're not the cutting edge of football, and that's what the this decision says to me.
0: Okay, next question me to you. Or or nothing on Nick Seriani potentially being canned.
1: Um considering he's part of the search for new coordinators, I'm putting nothing into that. Uh, he's he it's clear to me that he needs really good coordinators around him. It's clear to me and he doesn't delegate anywhere near enough. It's clear he's just basically Frank Reich 2.0. But um, Lurie doesn't seem to want to make that change because he made a Super Bowl. That's going to at least give him an extra year or two. Um, I'm not really in the camp. I I don't know what to think about Sirianni's position with the Eagles at this point in time. Uh, They need new coordinators on both sides of the football. So I'm putting nothing into that.
0: Yeah, I'm putting nothing into as well. I would say that um, he did enough to get to where he would not. Now, if they had won last year's Super Bowl, they we're not having this conversation. But because they came up short, there's some doubts. I don't think there'll be a move on him. I, I, I agree with you. I still say that you know, both Gammon and, and, and Steichen not being there affected the overall play on both sides uh, of the ball for the Eagles. Uh, they're gonna have to go back and retool things, and you know understand what what Jalen Hurts needs because you could see his play definitely on the downside because of a lack of a real offensive connection. And then you know defense is another thing. I mean, hiring Matt Patricia mid season was a mistake, but he's your best friend, so I'm sure he was happy to send you a letter to say I just got a job. Well, thanks. Uh, okay. Um, question to me.
1: Yep. Does the Siakam trade place the Pacers towards an improved playoff position?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if the playoffs sort to of start today, I'm just looking at standings. I always have the standings on me. Um, yeah, I mean, I think right now the the, the Pacers at this point are sort of sitting in the fourth position. I could see them perhaps, maybe moving up, being you know challenging Philly, maybe getting to a third space. Maybe or maybe not. I mean, I think that Siakam helps them. They're a young team. They needed some. They needed a guy who has a who has a resume. He wanted. He's like you know. He was the last guy to leave Toronto. off that nineteen twenty nineteen win championship winning team. There's nobody left. Yeah, from my understanding. So he brings the toughness. He brings the ability to guard positions more than one position. He can shoot. He can rebound. You know. He gives them a presence because they're a young team to sort of, you know, with Halliburton, that's, that's a pretty good combination. And, and look, I can see him signing after, because he's on it. This was the last year of his contract. That's why he was traded. I can see him re-signing and, 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 you know, getting, sort of getting that attraction to, because Indiana's not, it's not a sexy place for free agents. really isn't. No. So it, it is that sort of space where, you know, he can help bridge the gap. So I can see them moving up, moving up a couple more spaces. Maybe.
1: I, I like the trade for... For Indiana, I just I'm not sure about fit right now. Uh, Maybe you play Siakam at the three, and then Matherin when he gets back healthy at the four. Because Matherin's
0: off the bench anyway; he doesn't he doesn't start. Yeah, but
1: I think I believe Benedict Matherin should be starting because he's I like him so much. I think he's got a whole lot of potential, a whole lot of it. So maybe if you pair them as the three and four respectively, I I I could see that working because Matherin can. Uh, guard every position he's very very fast he's a stretch he, he's a stretch shooter but the the trade for um uh in terms of what they gave up uh and you send Bruce Brown uh I would have liked to keep Bruce Brown around if you're Indianapolis he's a guy who can you help you off the bench you want in a the playoffs with the yep uh, Jordan Wara yeah, a bench de- Decent young guy Off the bench It's not really anything Three first round picks I saw that And was aghast Until I read the details Two of the first round picks Going to the Raptors Are for 2024 Is one of them being Indiana's own selection And the worst uh, The worst pick Of Utah Houston LA Or Oklahoma City While the Yes them. While the third um, First round pick is for 2026. Yeah. I uh, And apparently on the Pacers, uh, on that 2026 one, there's a top four protection. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the haul. And for the Raptors, I like the trade. You get some uh, helpful pieces back and you get draft capital, which you desperately need for this rebuild.
0: Okay, so we'll move on. Next question for you. This is NHL. Is it smoke and mirrors with the Edmonton Oilers winning ways? I mean, the, they just fired a coach and then yeah, the coach has been lighting it up for them.
1: I've seen this movie before. They've they've gone on winning streaks where it seems to me the depth has stepped up. It's no longer the McDavid and Dreisaitl show only. I Prove it to me in the playoffs. Because time and time again this team has just not gotten to the Stanley Cup finals when they've constantly had expectations to get there. Because when you have two of the best players... In the game, in Connor McDavid and Leon Drysival, you are expected to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Stanley Cup Finals are the toughest place to get to in in all of American sports, um, in my eyes, because those games are playoff hockey are, is a gauntlet full of teams that really, really want to want to all they're all competing for the same thing, but they're they're playing so hard and so physical and so fast. Um but I'm not buying this out of the Edmonton Oilers because I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Um and also the depth stepping up. It was only like two other guys stepping up. In hockey you need all four lines offensively going and you need at least three adequate defensive pairings. Plus a good starting goaltender and a quality backup. You need everywhere going, and I'm not sure two guys on <laughs> on the third or fourth line, or the or a guy in the an extra guy in the th- in the second pairing defense solves their depth issues entirely. Because to me, it's a root issue.
0: All right, I'm, I'm with you. On that. Not that I watch enough hockey to care, but I would say that it's the playoffs that are the big. It's you know a short series. You, don't have, you have to make adjustments on the fly. You have to make them quick. You don't have time. Otherwise, you get you get out. So, we've seen it from Edmonton. They got a little bit closer last year.
1: No, it was the year before. The year before, sorry. When they went to the Western Conference Okay, there you finals. go. I,
0: I stand corrected. So, there, there you go. That's how much I watch they hockey. They got swept. That's how much I watch hockey. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is the same story every year. And with each year that passes, you just look at McDavid going, it's like your. It's like his eighth season, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it his sixth or seventh season? He was like, drafted
1: in twenty fifteen.
0: Right. So years are going by, and that's those are years that you need to make the most while you can, because you know one bad injury could end the end the season and change your fortune. So you know, strike while the iron's hot. Right. Yep. All right also, so-
1: Drysaddle's current eight million year cheap uh, contract is running out soon, because when he was twenty one, the Oilers were forward thinking and signed him to a long. Like seven year uh, or around seven year, eight million dollar deal, which is kind of a bargain now because he's one of the best players in the game. But he's probably going to be getting an extra three million dollars, which is a lot in hockey. And considering the fact you need cap space, it's going to be rough.
0: Okay, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, Just at at around 13 years ago, uh, the Sanchez, for Jet fans out there, including Rob the Boy Monroy, he took the Jets. Uh, to, a- to the AFC Championship game I believe this was the one Where they lost to the uh, Steelers I think that's what, what the Oh my was god they, Didn't they so,
1: chose They chose to defer And yeah. it just went all downhill All from downhill there. from there I mean just They have never come close no. To well, being back to those times. They heights. had a
0: small window And that was the Sanchez And then, and then we had the butt fumble And that's it yeah. Okay At around this time 22 years ago The tuck rule
1: The biggest The game
0: the, the, that changed The trajectory for the Patriots, because the,
1: the biggest robbery we've well, ever seen. We all seen.
0: know that that would have the Patriots would have lost the game if that had gone the Raiders' way, and we wouldn't be having this discussion. It would have probably been uh, either the the Raiders or the Steelers in the Super Bowl against the Rams, and not the Patriots. But you know, the biggest
1: happy robbery, to that. the biggest robbery in NFL the worst history, worst
0: rule ever called. And happy birthday to D. Wade. We know him. He's getting in statue soon enough in front of the. Uh, Arena in Miami. Soon enough, it's coming. He does deserve uh, well it. Well deserved. Well he deserved. He
1: absolutely deserve it. He's Mister Three Hundred Five. He is the guy for Miami. He walks into. He flies into the city of Miami, and he gets pampered for very good reason. And he lastly, is Derek franchise,
0: a former teammate of his, Udonis Haslam, had his jersey retired in a jersey retirement ceremony. One of the longest tenured Heat players played for over twenty years. Yeah, and had his. Now his jersey is up in the Raptors rafters for Udonis Haslam. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations to him. A long tenured career all spent with the Miami Heat. He has been sounding off about KG and Pierce lately on, on various podcasts. Whatever. But I'm sure that cuts both ways. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, so let's end our show.
1: If you come from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. We may have a bonus episode coming your way. Stay tuned. But... If we do not, NFL Super Bowl is coming. Weekend. Championship weekend is upon us. We will know who will be in the Super Bowl. Uh, we may have another Super Bowl stream this year. Look out for that. We will let you know in due time. Uh, more NHL coming your way. NBA trade deadline it's is coming. just over two weeks away. Yep. The stoves will be burning. Yeah, Teams the will ball, be.
0: Bullstore will be burning, all right. Get rid of everybody!
1: Oh, the dung is burning uh, off get that. Rid of f- everyone! The dung is burning off that franchise. Yeah, blew
0: it the other day against those Suns. Talk about that! I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about. Okay, it. let's get out of here. See ya! Bye.